So really from a tax standpoint, to be an S-Corp, you have to be earning two sources of income. And the first one is going to come as salary. You know, if you're working in the business and you have zero salary, but you've got 60000 in distribution, that's not going to look good. So we need to kind of go the other way around. We need to build up that base of salary first before you can then start taking distribution. So the big question is this, how do small business owners like us grow our business, grow our leadership and develop our teams in a way that allows us to get our products and services out of the world yet still remain profitable? That is the question and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Bradley Hamner and this is the Club Capital Leadership Podcast. Hey, before we get into today's episode, did you know that Club Capital is the largest accounting and advisory firm for insurance agency owners in the country, providing monthly accounting, CFO services, and tax preparation? Check them out at club.capital. Chris, man, I was super excited to be able to have Micah Cannon, CEO of Club Capital, back on, check in about Club Capital, talk about a little bit about Club Capital coaching. And this podcast episode actually came from a conversation that Mike and I were having about the questions he's been getting from agents that people have said, what are the common mistakes, things to avoid? So it's important to know exactly what to do, but I also think it's just as important to know what not to do. So I think people are going to get a lot of really key insights out of this podcast. Chris, what about you? You know, when I was listening to Micah speak, I honestly just kept thinking about the book Principles by Ray Dalio and how much of a strength it is to keep an open mind. And I just think it's good how we saw that agents across all 10 years and how Micah points out the different mistakes that they can make and how they can actually go about solving them. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get into it. Google makes it easy. Swipe a card, pay for marketing. Sure, you get a few more phone calls, but they have nothing to do with your business. The truth is Google can't understand the buyer's intent. Enter Matt and Maddie Jonesa, the husband-wife duo adding intention to your online marketing game. As a State Farm agent himself, Matt built his business by maximizing the volume and quality of inbound calls. His success led to the creation of DirectClicks, a company helping insurance agents across the country grow their business through online campaigns. They focus on Google ads so you don't have to spread your budget across the internet. With attention to detail and transparency, they provide monthly review calls, exclusivity, and the lowest cost per click. So before you swap that card, Contact Matt and Maddie Jones at directclicksinc.com. Again, that's directclicksinc.com. Micah, we're really excited to have you on the Club Capital Leadership Podcast again. Happy to be back. Thanks, guys. Absolutely, man. Happy to see you. It's been a long time away from seeing you every day to not seeing you at all now. Quarantine. I know. We're getting all teased to, to Zoom calls now, but... Good to be on, and it's been uh, amazing to see not only how many amazing podcasts and podcast guests you guys have had on just in general, but the fact that we've been able to keep it up during quarantine has been great. Micah, this podcast really kind of spurred from a conversation that we all were having, and I was asking you about just lessons learned and just the power of that data and the analytics that Club Capital has been able to capture since inception. And so you were just sharing with me one day just some of the top mistakes and also best practices. And so I thought we would just hop on here and talk about what are some of the mistakes that you really see that insurance agencies need to avoid regarding their financials? Yeah, there are generally three common themes and obviously some things that go into each of them. But the first one would be overspending on their team 
The second would be actually underspending on marketing, which is interesting for something that we found in looking at the analytics. That's definitely not something we thought we would see by and large. And then the third is automation of financials. And so obviously, we are a financial firm everywhere from payroll, bookkeeping, taxes, right? So people would probably expect us to say that. But automation means more than just the bookkeeping, which we'll actually get to in terms of actually having access to your financials and a budget and things like that. That's actually step two in automating your financials. So we'll talk a little bit more about maybe what's step one that people can do right away. So I think it's really interesting. I want to obviously just take this one by one. But whenever you mention overspending on team, I mean, people know that the assets of an insurance agency are the salaries and the wages that we spend and invest in our team. So it's interesting that you mentioned about overspending. So can you talk a little bit about that? And what do you mean by that? So I think the biggest thing that we will talk about when it comes to budgeting across any general expense category is what the percent is, right? So anytime you're talking with us at Club Capital, we're likely first thinking about a percent, right? And what is that percent of your budget? And so, yeah, when we look at most agencies' budgets, obviously, the employee expense is going to be the largest expense category for any agent, right? And so the two that we're talking about today actually are number one and number two, typically, right? So number one is the employee expense. Number two is going to be marketing, typically. And so what we see is that agents are really overspending a lot of times on the team. And so the first thing then is, what is that number going to be for you that you need to be able to set in a specific range? And so what we've been able to do too is look at this and be able to help actually set guidance by entity type because it's very different, which will actually get into my main points of how much are you paying yourself as the agency owner. So sole proprietors will obviously have a lower total employee expense because they themselves are not actually an employee of the business, right? So theirs is going to be lower typically and percent-wise than, say, an LLC or an S-Corp agency owner because they typically are on salary. So then a couple of things go into it is how much are you paying your team and how much are you actually probably tracking what they're able to do for your agency? Are you paying too much for people that might not be producing where you need them to be? And the only way we know that, right, we're the finance guys, right? We're not necessarily helping you develop your sales strategies. But right away, if we see a total employee expense percent above a certain threshold, we say, look, there's either two issues here. Either one, you've got too many people on payroll for the revenue right now, for the revenue to support it, or you're paying too much to the individuals on board based on what they're producing the agency. Right, There tends to be two things. Or you could say that's a conscious decision by me to invest this year. So we're not saying it's necessarily, hey, you got to get rid of somebody. But right away, we're able to say, hey, this better be a conscious decision for you because it's cutting into your profitability. So one of the other items is how much they're paying themselves, right? So one of the biggest areas, if it's not your team, it could be you, right? If you're on payroll over a certain amount, as the agency owner, it might not behoove you to do that, right? So one, it's cutting into kind of what your overall profitability numbers are, but why? Why does that matter? And that actually goes into the tax side of club capital. 
into the consulting side of saying, hey, you might not need to be doing that because as an S-Corp agency owner, one of the primary benefits comes from the two different types of income that you can have. And those two types are regular wages versus distributions. If you're consciously cutting your distributions down or to what we've seen sometimes is some people say, hey, I'm an S-Corp agency owner and my goal is to have as little profit as possible because of taxes. Well, you're actually cutting out the only or at least the primary tax benefit of being an S-Corp agency owner. So you might want to at least think about that, consult with us, consult with your CTA on what is that salary that you should have to be able to actually have the right budget for yourself. Very, very elaborate. And thank you for sharing that. It's basically like walking a fine line in between increasing your salary as much as possible to lower your profitability and therefore your tax liability, but at the same time, not increasing it so high that you erode the tax benefits of having an S-Corp. Is that right? Right, right. And so obviously as agency owners grow with their business, you know, the number one thing that they want to do is as they're starting to make more money or at least bring in more revenue is they want to be able to earn more. Right. Mm -hmm. So I totally understand. And we totally understand the immediate thought of, okay, let's just keep bumping that salary up. But we need to get to a point to where we can say, hey, is that the right idea for you? Or why don't we just look at planned calculated distributions to be able to bring you the same amount? And there's, again, a fine line there too with agency owners that, especially in this business, a lot of agents are sole business owners. So there's really not a partner a lot of times to either make some decisions about or to check on you're making some distributions. When you're the only one, a lot of times we see agents really using the main operating account of the business as a general everyday checking account for themselves, right? And so what we see happen there too is a lot of distributions and then what we also call contributions, right, to the business. So money going in and out that really has nothing to do with the business and is not really a planned distribution every month. So what we like to work with agency owners on is first, let's establish what should your correct salary be for your position as the agency owner at your office. And second, let's start to get on a routine to actually have distributions be on a regular cadence and have them be based upon the financial performance of the agency. A distribution should be a distribution of profit. And so we should look at it and use the financial reports of the agency to say, based upon my financial performance or the agency's financial performance of the previous month or the previous quarter, I am now choosing to distribute X amount of the profit. So it needs to be something that's actually deliberate rather than something that's in and out, in and out. Because that's really where a lot of agents can really put that question mark up of, what are my financials? I don't really know, right? I've got so much money going every which way. And so that's what we try and help do. Not only set the budget, but help set a more distinct routine to distributions. Are you an agency owner looking to grow your revenue and increase your bottom line? Club Capital is here to help. Built for agents by agents, so we know your struggles. With accounting, payroll, and HR solutions, tax services, analytics, and more, 
Let's get you on the path to serious success. Using data-driven insights, you'll grow your business based on revenue and expense comparisons alongside your top performing peers. With over $100 million in tracked annual revenue and $70 million in tracked annual expenses, we have the data to help you make better informed decisions for your agency. Let's make your back office less of a hassle and more of the strategic generator that powers the growth to take your agency and your leadership to the next level. Visit club.capital today to book your complimentary, no obligation demo. Club Capital, way more than a CPA firm. So Mike, I'm curious, with all of the data and analytics that Club Capital has been able to capture, do you typically see that most owners are paying themselves too low or do you typically see that they're overpaying themselves as a salary? So when we specifically think about salary, first off, I think for everybody listening, let's first hope that if anybody is on salary for their agency, that they are likely an LLC or an S corporation and not a sole proprietor, right? If you are a sole proprietor and on salary for your agency, I would first probably talk to us, talk to your CPA, reach out because you don't need to be doing that. So let's then now focus on companies, LLCs, S corporations that you're on salary for. Yes, typically we see people are paying themselves too high of a salary. And so really what we need to be able to do there is say, let's evaluate this. Let's look at your tax situation. Let's see what is the best fit for you to be able to do. There's generally a range that agency owners can be on kind of for the industry and for the role in the agency. We think of it as if you were to replace yourself, right? If you were to not be in the office every day and you were to replace yourself with an operator, what would you pay them. And that's generally what we think about. And so it can be different across areas of the country and things like that. But that's generally the first premise of how to think about establishing the right, correct salary for you. Two, so while I do typically see the majority of the time, I'm seeing people paying themselves too high of the salary. I do want to also talk about those that are paying themselves too low of a salary. And this specifically comes into place where we see this is where agency owners, probably new agency owners, became an S-Corp, what we would say, too soon, right? There are times in the agency, typically at Club Capital, we recommend being a sole proprietor first and then transitioning to being an S-Corp at a certain point, it's normally at a certain year mark, but again, based upon profit of the agency. And so what we see for those that decided to be an escort from day one is that they want to participate in the distribution part of this too soon before starting to pay themselves salary. So some of the things that we see when people are too low is that really what happens and the reason why it's low at first is because there might not be as much profit in the business yet to really be able to warrant a high enough salary. So they might not even be on salary at first, right? But then some of the ways that they start to pay themselves is only through distributions. And so we really can't have that. So really from a tax standpoint, to be an S-Corp, you have to be earning two sources of income. And the first one is going to come as salary. You know, if you're working in the business, and you have zero salary, but you've got 60000 in distribution, that's not going to look good. So we need to kind of go the other way around. We need to build up that base of salary first before you can then start taking distributions. So that's just the only area that we tend to see people having too low. 
of a salary. And we want to make sure if they are able to, you know, we look at their financials, they do want to kind of distribute their profit. At that point, we might say, okay, well, that distribution, quote unquote distribution, needs to actually come through payroll as regular earnings as salary three. I do want to talk about marketing. And number one, thank you so much for sharing it. It's a lot of information, but I feel like you're really breaking it all down in bits that are digestible. So thank you for that. In the beginning, you talked about marketing and I do want to chat about that. But as I'm hearing you speak about essentially people putting themselves on salary, I think of S-Corps, you know, obviously for, because that's typically the people who are on salary. And correct me if I'm wrong, but one common mistake that I have seen, and you can talk about it some more as well, is maybe incorporating too soon. What do you think about that? Yeah, it's definitely something that we see with agents. First of all, it's a personal choice. We might call it too soon. Agents might say, this is what I want to do, and that's fine. Again, we're the finance guys, so we'll base things, we might say too soon or late, and it's going to be based on likely the financial repercussion to things. Mm -hmm. It's nothing bad about being incorporated at all. I think it's a great idea to become incorporated. There are big benefits to it down the line. The only time when we say, hey, it might be too early is based upon what we see as the general track of revenue growth for new agency owners, and not only revenue growth, but what profit tends to be on average over the first one to three years of agency ownership. From our perspective, looking at an S-Corp, it's more costly, right? It's more costly, one, to to be an S-Corp with your state. There's generally state fees, so just annual fees to be an S-Corp agency owner. There are additional fees for payroll, right? Because you should then be on payroll. And even if it's just kind of matches to things for, say, Social Security, Medicaid, your FICA taxes, it's more money coming out of the business every month when you're running payroll. And then also from a tax preparation standpoint, it's a whole nother business return that you now have to pay for. So especially for newer agency owners that are really running a tighter budget, it just seems like an unnecessary expense over the first couple of years of agency ownership. And so that's why we typically say it's too early. We all know, because we help people do it, to incorporate when the time comes. And it can be a headache, especially with the parent insurance companies changing licenses or changing emails changing signs and things of that nature. But so we know there's a headache to it down the line. So if people decide to do it early, we generally understand. But our perspective comes from the dollars and cents side of it. Boom. Boom. Thank you so much for elaborating. That was, you went a lot deeper than I was even thinking. (laughs) So thank you for that. All right. So let's go ahead and switch gears and talk about marketing. And just to summarize, I mean, the mistake number one that you talked about, which is basically spending too much in salaries and wages when it comes to employees, which can also include the owner's compensation depending on how they pay themselves. Mistake number one, yep. And then regarding mistake number two, you were saying how it's not investing enough when it comes to marketing. Would you mind sharing your thoughts on that, please? Yeah, absolutely. So this one will likely be a little bit more straightforward of a mistake. And this really comes into knowing your numbers, right? So the biggest thing that we see, and we were really shocked to see this with the analytics that we have of agents across the country, we were shocked to see the numbers kind of where they were, as kind of low as they were, 
But then specifically, when we are working with agents that do tend to have a marketing budget under what we see the average threshold to be, the first thing that we see when kind of going through this with clients is a first-time realization that that is what the marketing budget is. So it first starts, again, by a percent, right? What's your marketing budget? We think first and foremost is what percent of your revenue is. So we'll typically look at the past 12 months and say, what did you spend? What was your revenue? That's the percent that your marketing budget was. And really trying to get agents to see that and to say, okay, well, what did you want it to be? And let's then now say, if we are expecting our marketing budget to be X percent of our revenue, how are we going to allocate that into the different types of marketing that you want to engage in for your agency? Is it going to be more direct sale type activities, which is kind of internet leads, SEO, or is it going to be more on the branding side, which is something that a lot of agents have, I think, a lot of trepidation about because branding is just kind of the marketing that's just out there trying to get people to understand who you are. And there's not a lot of ROI on that, or at least tangible ROI that you can measure on a regular basis, right? So a lot of people don't want to engage in that. That being said, we need to be able to at least say, what is your marketing budget? How much are you going to spend? And then for all marketing, it takes time to be able to say, is this actually working? But that's really the biggest thing that we've seen is when we work with clients, they don't see what their actual budget is. And they likely haven't put together a full marketing plan to determine that overarching percent that they want to achieve by year's end. You know, it just seems to be delusional. Honestly, people want to grow their businesses, but if they're not willing to invest enough in the marketing as a percentage of revenue and then understanding the difference between the direct sale and the branding, and how to be able to track the ROI on the direct sale versus on the branding side, they're just not going to be able to achieve their targets. And I also think about, and you can speak to this, whenever agents' gross revenue continues to go up, but they still spend the same $2,000 a month in marketing, it is increasingly lower investment in marketing. So therefore, over time, it's going to slow the growth of the business. Do you agree? Yeah, absolutely. Really great point. So that's what we typically see, right? So when agents kind of initially start out, probably at first, you know, they're recommended to certain vendors. When they get started on a certain plan or certain subscription, and a lot of times that is a set it and forget it. So they end up, let's just say leads. If they get on a certain plan for a certain amount, dollar amount of leads every single month, and a lot of times we don't look back and say, should we be ramping this up to keep up with the revenue growth of the agency? So if $1,000 a month used to be 2% of your agency revenue, as you grow, that's going to be less and less of a percent of your agency revenue, right? So that's one example. But generally, you need to be thinking about that. And it's an opportunity, right? It's an opportunity as your revenue grows to continue to reevaluate what you're spending in that category and not what you're spending, really. I think better to think about it as what are you investing in? Your investment in marketing is growing as you grow. How are you going to spend it? That is an investment that should pay dividends to you with more customers, right? So what are you able to now spend in that category to help bring in more business? All right. So mistake number one, over 
spending on the team, including oftentimes the owner salary themselves. Number two, not investing enough in marketing. Mistake number three at the very get-go, you mentioned about automation. So a lot of people are going to be pretty curious about this. What do you mean by automation and how can we do that? Right. So there's different levels to automation. And I think if people have heard me speak or heard of Club Capital before, we're, we're all about financial automation. So the thing is, it doesn't start with having an amazing budget, getting reports every single month. It starts with some other kind of basic tools. So it starts with working with, I think, some financial institutions that can sync up to any accounting platform so that you have direct access to them. And so what's great about accounting platforms, whether you're working with Club Capital or you're doing this on your own, is financial platforms bring all of your different accounts, whether they're bank or credit card, into one place so that you're looking at all of your accounts and what the balances are in one place regularly instead of having to log into multiple different banking institutions to see where you are. So it starts with just having better kind of dashboard access to your financial accounts to understand where you are. Because the biggest thing that you want to be able to manage and that most people really have trouble with right away is just cash flow management, right? Okay, I've got X amount here. I've got payroll coming up, but I've got a credit card due over here. Plus, I've got my lease payment that I know is going to come out probably at the first of the month, right? If you have a place to at least look at that all in one kind of dashboard sense, that's what the basis of small business accounting software is for. So you need to be able to work with a banking institution that at least thinks up for them. Whether you're working with us or doing it on your own, you need to be able to do that. And there's some institutions that just don't sync to other platforms. And they tend to be a lot of kind of smaller regional banks that don't do that. So that's one. Two is getting in a habit to have generally as many as possible of your monthly recurring bills come through onto either a debit card or a credit card. So simplify your life. So the idea of automation isn't always from the aspect of having someone do something for you, but it's to have some things just regularly happen without you having to be involved in it. We all know we're all generally business owners you need to just be able to simplify your life. And so there are a lot of the times we see just a large amount of manual activity. You know, a lot of these tend to be checks that are being actually handwritten and signed by the owner for a lot of recurring bills that happen. And that's just something that is very easy nowadays to fully automate. So there's actually even two levels to this. A lot of people don't know you can do bill pay for free directly through your bank. So first of all, no need to actually write it yourself and send it and put a stamp on it and send it out the door. You can automate this just by using bill pay through the bank. Number two, you likely don't need to use checks. There are very little things that agents, businesses deal with that have to have checks. So if you're writing more than probably five, 10 checks a month, you could probably automate that pretty quickly. So those are the kind of base premise of automating your financials. And then obviously, step two would be working with a firm like Club Capital to really get you in a habit of having monthly reports that you can look at for being able to look at your profit on a monthly basis and send out distributions to yourself and plan for taxes. All right. So let's recap. Overspending on team, 
a lot of times it's going to be the owner's salary themselves as well, not investing enough in marketing and this not leveraging financial automation. Is there anything else that we missed, Micah? Yeah, those are the top three things. What I would say, though, I'll kind of throw in a bonus here in terms of one additional mistake here. And some people might have this labeled as a strategy. One of the things we would see is that this is often a mistake that we see is agency owners being too reliant on the bonuses that they are going to receive to achieve profitability for their agency. Mm -hmm. So sometimes we see that as, hey, this is my strategy of what I'm going to do. And so what do we mean here, right? It means we're running very tight to no margins, meaning your expenses match your revenue on a monthly basis, except for when you get your annual bonus. And that's what you live on is kind of your annual bonus as the agency owner versus having or being able to achieve regular profitability on a monthly basis, as well as having your bonus on an annual basis. Right. So when we look at those that are able to achieve higher levels of profitability, it's those that are able to achieve profitability on a monthly basis, as well as get the agency bonus. So those that are doing kind of the opposite there, they might be doing fine. It's certainly working for them possibly in the meantime, but they are not achieving the higher levels of profitability that we see in all of our cohort. So number one, I just can't say thank you enough. I think it's really good to put a name to things that are not working so that we can actually address them and start working on them. So let's say that somebody listens to this and they're like, you know what, Micah, I can identify with one, two, three, or all four of these things that you mentioned right now. Okay, I'm here. What do I do now? What would you say to them? Well, first of all, I would say give our team a call. I mean, we can (laughs) certainly help. (laughs) We can certainly help kind of walk through all of this with you. But really what I'd say is, you can do this. You can understand accounting. You can understand what is the right marketing budget for your agency. You can understand what you should be paying yourself or what should that target budget for employee expense be. And you can achieve financial automation. These are all things that you can do. So one, you can call our team, learn a little bit more about it. Two, Go onto our website. There are a ton of resources that are already there, especially within the Club Capital blog. And then thirdly, just yesterday, we launched a financial essentials for insurance agents digital course that we are incredibly excited to do. It's under actually a new brand of Club Capital University. And so we really dive into everything that I talked about today and more, including specific percentages that you should likely have for these different expense categories going into tools that you can utilize to build expense targets and revenue targets for your agency. So we're incredibly excited to launch that. You can see that, I think, in the show notes, if I'm not mistaken. But there is something out there for you to be able to learn, right? So we want to make sure that we are producing that content for agency owners out there, not just for our clients, but other agency owners based upon everything that we've been able to see and learn over the past couple of years working specifically with insurance agents. That's fantastic, Micah. You did a great job today going over those top three mistakes that Club Capital has seen insurance agency owners to be able to make. We're super excited about being able to launch the first digital course with Club Capital University specifically to address 
what so many people have really honestly been, I feel like, you know, I've talked about this, they've been scared to really talk about and to say that they don't understand exactly how to read a balance sheet, how to read a cash flow statement, how to read an income statement, and let alone how all those three things fit together and how powerful it can be for their business. Certainly growing their business, writing more, growing more is important, but how does that affect their financials? And I think it just comes down to something I heard somebody say about designing what they want instead of drifting, designing versus drifting. So Micah, this has been fantastic. Thank you so much for your time. We're really excited. Hey, if you're interested, take a look, click the link in the show notes, and we look forward to the next episode. So Bradley, what a great podcast that was. Uh, super excited it to be here. Awesome. <laughs> Mike is our first guest to be on here two times. So as you can see, love and respect that guy a lot. Coming back to what I was talking about earlier, it's important to keep an open mind and especially keeping an open mind around your mistakes and being open to the idea that there are some things that you simply don't know about. And that could be something as basic as financial essentials. And we consistently see agents across all tenures make the same mistakes. So it's just nice to see Micah come here and tell us how they can actually go ahead and go about fixing them. What did you think, Bradley? Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, if you're listening to this podcast, you want to grow, you want to get better. And there's a lot of people that listen to this podcast that are big readers. You listen here, you know, we talk about books a lot. It really reminds me of Chris Voss's book, Never Split the Difference. And he says in the book that you're at least three to five times, maybe more likely to take action to avoid a loss than you are to pursue a gain. So it's important. What that means is to make sure that you know what things to do for sure. But what are the pitfalls and mistakes to avoid? One of the best ways to learn is through experience, but it doesn't have to be your experience. Learn from others that have gone in front of you and avoid the mistakes. Otherwise, you'll pay a really hefty dumb tax. There's just no reason to do that. Hey, big shout out to our sponsor, Direct Clicks. Matt and Maddie Jones, they do a fantastic job. If you're interested in wanting to know how to grow your business through Google Pay-Per-Click, give those guys a call. DirectClicksInc.com. Chris, enjoyed it as always. Until next time, lead well. And stay classy.